Welcome to It's Your Break. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz, and coming up on this episode of It's Your Break, this is the first in a series of episodes where I am actually featuring local people here in Kentucky and their businesses or their artwork or anything like that. It's part of my local series on this season of It's Your Break. And the first episode is from a friend of mine's company, Matt Adams of Hired Hand Studios. We're going to be focusing on all different aspects of graphic design and more that his company offers. Here's a sneak peek of how the company came together. I've never actually owned a studio. It's all just been, you know, on the kitchen table or on my uh, desk that I finally got. I believe I came up with the concept of Hired Hand Studios, just kind of like a way to, to market myself. On the business card, it says graphic design, sketch artist, caricature artist. So it was kind of just a catch-all to, I guess you would call it a company or a business. We're gonna get much more deeper than just that. We're gonna get so deep, we're gonna find the weird stuff as well. I did recently have someone ask me to draw a character for someone they had they had lost their daughter the last year. And so they asked if I could draw a caricature from a photograph and I said, yes, of course. I mean, this was for a deceased person and I didn't want it to look, I mean, it's a character, it's gonna look goofy, but I didn't want it to look just like an absurd mess and a bunch of disassociated things, even though it was important to the person. Yeah. I told you, things can get a little weird, but also things are gonna be extremely fascinating. And it's all coming up next here on It's Your Break. Welcome back to It's Your Break. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mertz and Matt Adams of Hired Hand Studios is with me. Matt, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. And you know, it, it is fascinating because if, for people that don't know, me and Matt actually go way back. And, it, and it's funny because we really didn't know each other until kind of recently. Although we grew up playing in the same sports programs against each other <laughs> in Henry County, Kentucky. I mean, I saw pictures of you on Little League teams that I know I played against. Um, you played in high school, you know, high school baseball too, correct? Uh, no, actually, I, I kind of retired from the uh, student athlete thing and uh, middle school was the last time I think I played baseball. Ah. And then I became the uh, the football team's cameraman in high school. So, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. When, when did you start that? Uh, I started, I, technically it would have been sophomore year of high school. I did a skit that I recorded for my health class and Mark Johnson, the, the head football coach, Henry County back mm -hmm. in the late '90s, early 2000s. He was also the health coach, or not health coach. What's a health coach? The health teacher. And uh, he actually liked the way I filmed my sketch for his class, and he recommended me to Steve Gallion, who was the media teacher at the time. Oh yeah. And uh, I got put in media class, and that actually became a big influence on my life. But I got put in media class just to become the team's. Uh, cameraman so it was actually i even got a letter jacket letterman's jacket for uh recording football games oh that's kind of cool so at the same time that you're doing that i am actually doing all the broadcast stuff for all the football games through the radio station to eminence when we used to broadcast all the henry county football games and me and bill callis would go on site as well as uh 
Penniston, and, and they would do you know the, the commentary, and I would do all the engineering, and then even some of the sideline interviews um, back in the day. And and I went to Eminence, so it was even more ironic because I was in a you know the 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 prime school that is your all's rivalry in the same county. But I did it because that was my job through the radio station. And I had a blast doing that. But it's like I said, we had so many intertwining moments that we really didn't even know each other until we got involved with theater downstream. And I did It's a Wonderful Life with you all. Um, and, and, and produced that, directed it, or co-directed it. I would actually, I mean, Ashley co-directed that one and then edited everything. Um, did a, a, a lot of the stuff there. And then again, later on with Dracula. So it, it, this kind of crossing paths, you know, it's just weird how it happens sometimes. You're like, you were there at that time? Yeah, I was here. I was there. Do you ever think about that with some people? Uh, I haven't really dwelt on it, but I, it, it's kind of funny when you go back and think. It, it, every so often I'll have someone, especially, uh, I did a lot of media stuff in high school, as we kind of touched upon. And so we did a variety show. And some of the people that came up behind me would have would talk like they they knew me in high school, and I, I didn't really know them all that well because they were a couple of years behind us. And uh, I graduated in two thousand, so like people that graduated in two thousand three or two thousand four would say, "Oh, that was funny when you did that one thing," and uh, I I was like, "Oh, thanks," and then kind of just had to play it off because I didn't really know who they were because uh, outside of my my small social group i didn't socialize a whole lot and then so i don't know where i was going with that thought but, but <laughs> it, it is interesting that the the you know the they say it, it's a small world the but in henry county is definitely a you know a small community but it's kind of interesting how as small as henry county is there's still all these people that you haven't met or they didn't cross paths with and you didn't realize uh I was actually at a at a funeral last week, and this guy that I went to high school with, I didn't think of it, but his last name's Brewer, and I had an uncle who's actually my my dad's half brother. His name was Grover Brewer, and uh, at this funeral, I haven't seen this guy from high school for like almost twenty years, maybe even more than twenty years. And he mentioned, it turns out we're related. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, my great-grandfather was Grover Brewer. And I said, you're kidding. And uh, he's like, no, you know, he was. I didn't know him too well until the, you know, the last few years of his life, but I, I got to know him. And I said, well, that that's crazy because he was always my uncle junior. And they find out that, that uh, he has this relative that was really important in his life, but he didn't know him until the last, a few years ago because uh, we lost Uncle Junior. Uncle Junior, but um, it's just funny how, like you said, we have all these connections and we don't realize it until you actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody. So yeah, it's it's really really fascinating all the connections we actually make, you know, throughout our lives, and it, 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 to me it's just so fascinating when you actually put it together. And, and the story you just told was was one of those examples, and. You know, these connections just keep building, and that's what I wanted to do with Itchy Break is build on connections, promote people that I believe in. And in your your new company, Hired Hand Studios, is just, you know, one of those ideal things that I want to promote because I've worked with you hand in hand on a couple projects, you know, and I've seen your graphic design firsthand. And 
I wanted to give you the opportunity to come out here and tell everybody, you know, hey, how did this thing get started? And what do you do? And how do you how do you how do you go about doing what you do? You care if we talk about that? Oh, I'd, I'd actually appreciate it if if we could. I, and thanks for having me on your podcast. I really uh, appreciate it and uh, appreciate this opportunity. So, how did you start with the idea of creating this 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 production company? I guess is what you would do. Is is that what you considered a, a production company or maybe a graphic design company? How do you classify this company? Well, that, that I should probably classify it. But uh, on the business card, it says graphic design. Uh, sketch artist and uh, caricature artist, but uh, it's more or less just kind of like the, I guess you, a platform, a, a way to to market myself. I've actually, uh, I believe, I came up with the concept of hired hand studios. Although I've never actually owned a studio, it's all just been you know on the kitchen table or, or my uh, desk that I finally got, and uh, but all from home. But it's just what I called myself when I, I'd go out to like the Newcastle Spring Fling, Spring Fling here in uh, Henry County and draw caricatures. And I've actually had done some video production in the past, some videography, and I also called that Hired Hand Studios. And so it was kind of just a, a catch-all to, I guess you would call it a company or a business, but it's, it's really always just been me, one guy, and... Uh, but it's just kind of what I call myself, and and I've I've been doing that for uh, almost twenty years. I think uh, it was around two thousand four, two thousand five. Uh, I became a father in two thousand five. I think it was a little before that was the first time I started doing caricatures at events, and that's when I started using the name Hired Hand Studios. But uh, to be honest, I I. I I've been doing this, you know, you hear the term side hustle. So this has kind of been my, I guess you'd call it my side hustle, as they say, for the last two decades. And uh, so I honestly, over the majority of those two decades, I've been operating from word of mouth. Someone might would recommend me for something or somebody... Like uh, even you, it's like you had a, a friend or an acquaintance that needed a logo and you knew what I did. So you recommended me to them and I appreciate that. Or uh, I would do a video for someone like I've done weddings in the past. I don't really do that anymore because it's really expensive, as you probably know, to keep up. Uh, oh, yeah. To stay current with things like computers and video cameras and audio equipment, things like that. But, uh, so basically I just, for the better part of those two decades, I've been working from word of mouth and, and so I would get kind of a steady trickling in of business, but, uh, I like to use, tell people there's a reason there's a term starving artist. It, it, it's hard to, you know, make artwork and graphic design your, your sole business and still have things like health insurance and, and uh you know car payments things like that and i'm getting really off track but uh maybe i should have gotten those questions from you at a time no no uh, i mean yeah. it's perfectly fine because i mean this is all a part of the entrepreneur experience yeah. i mean it really is 
um, you know, and you, people just don't think about what's all involved when, you, you know, you got a little side hustle. Well, you got a main nine to five and you don't think about if you try to go out on your own, what it would take to really make that your primary. And people just don't consider that. And it's good that you brought that up because, I mean, people don't realize, you know, hey, you know, what am I going to do? And then you have to uh, worry about if you're hiring people in, you know, whether you can hire them as a contractor legally. And I say legally because some people hire people as a contractor and they don't qualify under IRS guidelines as a contractor. So, you know, those are the things that you you have to consider. So. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is just some, you know, one of those things that you always have to go over. So, yeah, yeah, you were right on to keep talking about that. I mean, that's not a problem. Now, talking about the graphic design work itself, how did that come about? I mean, did you take classes for art? Did you all just, you know, start drawing on your own and learn it, you know, just by yourself? How did you learn this skill and what tools do you use? Well, if, if I go all the way back to... When I was probably three or four, you know, as soon as I could hold, a, a, you know, an old ballpoint pen at my grandmother's, it was one of the my favorite things I would do with my brothers is we would just sit there for hours and fill up, uh, it was lined notebooks. We would just fill those up with doodles and, and I just... I, I can't say that I was good at artwork back then, but I definitely enjoyed it. And I guess I just stuck with it and uh, seemed to discover, uh, you know, it, everyone loves compliments. And I, I seemed to get the most compliments when I would draw something and really put effort into it. And so I guess that was encouraging. So I, I learned that I kind of had a, a knack for artwork. And so I just kept at it. And, uh, uh, you know... Uh, there's that uh, joke on the internet, the meme where they said, uh, a teacher says, this assignment will have artwork. And then everybody in the classroom turns around and smiles at the kid that, you know, is good at artwork. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, to be honest, I kind of like to be that kid <laughs> that everyone's like, oh, he can draw. <laughs> and so th it's just been a passion. And, uh, you know, they say practice makes perfect. So I, I've definitely practiced, practiced, practiced over the years. And, uh, one of my favorite teachers, Mike McCardwell, was the art teacher at Henry County High School for the whole time I was there and for a good, uh, probably the better part of 30 years, I think. And uh, I took every class that he had available and over my four years, uh, including AP Art. And, uh, I never actually finished college, but I did start out at UofL in 2000 and took some art classes there. And then I took some time off, and then I tried to go back to school, and I attended some classes at uh, IU Southeast there in uh, Indiana, and uh, some per you know personal things keep getting in the way. You know, life happens. So there's some kids born in there, and some divorce a divorce, not some divorces, <laughs> one single divorce, and. Uh, so I never actually finished college, but then, you know, that's the great thing about being an artist. Sure, it, it would it'd be wonderful to have you know that bachelor's of art, you know, next to my name. But if you keep at it, there's resources out there. You can learn things like Photoshop on on your own. There's a especially nowadays, if anyone's trying to get into it, there's like a million and one tutorials and videos. 
that professionals put out there, a lot of resources. So I just kind of taught myself Photoshop. Uh, I got started. I actually have a sister-in-law, Marie Billings Adams, that's a professional. She actually made it all the way through college, and she is an ace at graphic design. She kind of taught me the basics of Photoshop, and I, I went from there. And so uh, basically is uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely not succinct when it comes to <laughs> explaining things, but I, uh, I've, the short answer is I've always loved artwork and I thought that I had an ability to do it. And so I put like hours and hours and hours and weeks and years into and honing my craft as it was. So you do caricatures, which is the hand drawing, but is like Photoshop your, your main tool that you use these days? I would say so. Yes. Um, uh, like I, I mentioned before that I've, I've only done assignments here and there or commissions, but, uh, in the recent past, I have kind of made a push to, to expand hired hand studios and my efforts to actually get jobs. And so I have started a, a Facebook page for hired hand studios and I've actually uh, picked up some steam as it were, as far as getting, uh, uh, commissions and I've done logos for local businesses and so I'm trying to get myself out there. And another reason I appreciate you bringing me on the podcast, but, uh, uh, Photoshop when it comes to graphic design is definitely one of, or probably my, you know, my, the workhorse as it was, as far as programs go, because it's just such a versatile program. You can do a lot with it and, uh, uh, you know, really put some, uh, professional, looking stuff out there because it's just if you can think it photoshop can help you get there and um i also touched upon the fact that you know maintaining equipment can get expensive but just two weeks ago i upgraded from my 10 year old uh macbook to a brand new one and uh got the latest editions of uh adobe Creative Cloud is what I think it's called. I was still right. using. Uh, I don't yeah. know if anyone's familiar with Photoshop, but I was still using CS6. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, there's so many new advances. But I mean, it still got the job done. But yeah, it didn't have all the new bells and whistles. So I'm actually. Uh, yeah. Finding myself having to relearn a few things, but I'm actually trying to get the hang of Illustrator because uh, I don't want to bore your listeners, but it, Illustrator helps you do things. Uh, that are vector based. Yes. Which means that if you do with someone's logo and illustrator, it's kind of future proof. If they want to shrink it down to put it on a business card, it works. If they want to blow it up to put it on the side of a bus, it still works. But, uh, if you were to do something in Photoshop, it's what they called rasterized. It's like a pixel based and it's just kind of an image that stays there. I mean, uh, you can blow it up, but if the bigger you make it, the more pixelated it's going to look. Kind of like an old uh, 
NES game. Now, some of the new AI technology they have that they're building into Photoshop to blow and, and magnify things are getting pretty cool. That it doesn't, you know, you don't see that pixelization early on as you did previous versions, which is really, really fantastic. Very true. Um, but and another reason I had to upgrade uh, the computers went to <laughs> you need something that can, you know, do all those fancy things and those computations. So when you're drawing these, you, you know, are you using? <laughs> I have to ask this because some people actually do. Are you using a mouse, you know, or are you using like a Wacom uh, screen display that you draw on, or just a Wacom tablet? Mm -hmm. Well, I started off with mouse way back when, when I first started learning Photoshop. That can lead to some wrist injuries <laughs> if you do it repetitively. But so then I started using a Wacom tablet. It was just a, this thing that it's kind of like a rectangle and you plug it into your computer and you can draw on it. And it, it kind of it takes the place of your mouse, but you're not actually drawing on a screen like you might imagine someone like drawing mm -hmm. there are uh touch screen based uh laptops out there now or people drawing ipads or even on their phone it wasn't like that it was oh yes it was you were drawing to the side of your computer and wherever you put the 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 pen your your cursor would move on the screen but it wasn't direct but a few years ago I actually upgraded to the a wacom in to a, a Cintiq, no, and I'm saying that wrong. I should get this right. It's a Wacom Cintiq, and I, I can it plugs into the computer, but it's got its own screen built in, and so I'm I'm drawing directly on the screen now, and uh, it, it's a beautiful machine, and I love it to death. Yes, and they're they're not cheap. <laughs> they are not. They are not cheap, and I've looked at them because you know because I do do some artwork too on the side, but I don't do it. Like you do, I just I do it for my little projects. I don't go out and try to do it for other people because I have, but I just don't have the time invested to do it. And you know, I've got a a pad that I do that goes out the side. But my next purchase that I've already decided on is going to be an iPad Pro with the pen tool, and then doing you know um, either going through the Photoshop side of it or doing Procreate and doing some artwork and design there. So it, just because. For me, when I do graphics for you know the promos for the show, or maybe even some doodles that I want to transfer to digital, um, like you know the logo for Adventures with Bubba, the whole character, I did all that sketch by hand, and then you know then I you know did it on the computer again using a tablet, but not a one that you had a, sc a screen built into it. So yeah, it's definitely a game changer. So when you're thinking of projects, and and somebody asks you, say, hey. Um, I, I want a logo made. What are you know? You know what are things you have to ask a client before you even consider them as a client to, for a logo to design a logo? Well, it helps to know what if it's it's usually a business. Sometimes it's a an organization or like a nonprofit, but it helps to know you know what their business is you, you kind of have to know what their identity is because that's what a logo is it, it's representing your your business or your organization and it you know it's you know, pretty much anyone's introduction to what you who you are and what you you do and uh, i'm not saying that very well but but uh uh and so you you want to be able to make a logo for a client that expresses 
who they are and what they do. And so the first off, you kind of got to know, ask the client uh, more or less, uh, what does your business do? It's almost like a, uh, I guess you'd kind of want their mission statement. And then you go from there. So the thing about logos sometimes, especially like if you have a, a mascot or anything associated with it, it doesn't even necessarily have to have anything associated with the company, which I find fascinating in some marketing schemes. It's really worked really well. I mean, like the, the Geico Gecko. I mean, that has, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost spelled sort of kind of in a wide spectrum kind of way. I guess people may have mispronounced it as Gecko and they started using it in their advertisings. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they picked it as a mascot because it, everybody was mispronouncing the name, right? Yes. I, th- I think that, that that's the story. Yeah. It's like what the Geico stands for government employee insurance company. And then so ever the people were <laughs> mispronouncing it as gecko or But you know it works for yeah. them. It really does and you know people just don't think about, you know, putting a character, you know, especially if you're targeting certain audiences like children or things like that. That's a kind of a critical point. But even for adults it works sometimes. I mean, you just, you know, you know exactly what that brand is and what it what it stands for. Um what is the I guess weirdest combination you've ever had to come up for somebody on maybe a logo design uh, for a company that, that didn't look like it was going to work, but it ended up working. Mm, That's a good question. Uh, I can't remember any that were really out there for uh, a logo. I did recently have someone ask me to draw a character for someone they had, they had lost their daughter the last year and so they asked if i could mm. draw a caricature from a photograph and i said yes of course and then they said can you add angel wings and i'm like yes i can definitely do that and then they said well uh uh she likes spider-man can you put spider-man in there and then i was a little hesitant but i said sure and then they said and she's like giraffes can you put a giraffe in there and then i kind of steered them away from that because i i didn't I mean, this was for a deceased person, and I didn't want it to look... I mean, it's a caricature. It's going to look goofy, but I didn't want it to look just like an absurd mess and a bunch of disassociated things, even though it was important to the person. And so we we compromised, and we put Spider-Man on her T-shirt. And so that comes to mind. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I, I did a poster for someone, and... They wanted, I mean, the the client gets what the client wants, so uh, I'll, I'll try to guide them the best I can, but if they are, if are insistent, I give them what they want. I had someone that wanted a poster for a bistro, and they wanted a a font that looked like handwriting, a cursive handwriting, but they wanted the font spaced apart. So, the, you know, the thing about cursive is the letters are connected. So it was just this big cursive B and then a space and then this cursive I, you know, and, and then so on and so forth. So it says bistro, but the, the letters are spaced out like they aren't cursive. And that was an odd decision. And they wanted a really dark maroon on top of a, you know, pretty much solid black. They wanted a large coffee mug or like a cappuccino mug. They wanted the, a really dark red cappuccino mug on top of a black background. And, and then, so sometimes clients to just, everything you, you did learn in school was 
for color theory and what colors go well together and invoke certain emotions and they just they don't care they just want what they want and and so that might have been the oddest most not really frustrating but most challenging all right so matt let's let's talk about you know ways that people can find out more about you how do they get a hold of you uh and all on that great Greatness, I guess, is what I wanted to say. I was going to use the, the old, you know, cliche, great jazz, but you know, it's not really what what it is. Well, uh, the probably the simplest way is to just go on the old Facebook and search Hired Hand Studios. I have a Facebook page. Uh, uh, I haven't shelled out the money for a full blown website because uh, Facebook has been doing the trick as far as connecting with customers and marketing myself on a smaller scale and uh so that's probably the easiest way you can get in touch with me through facebook uh, you can find my email on there i think my phone number is even connected or you can just send me a message through facebook messenger and uh just to let your uh, audience know my email is matt hhs at gmail.com the HHS stands for Hired Hand Studios. So it's M-A-T-T-H-H-S at gmail.com. And, man, I'll tell you what, you know, we're going to be posting some of your, your artwork on our website uh, in, in connection with this with this podcast. And I want people to just, you know, if you've got a chance, go to itchyourbreak.com. Check out his work. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. I'm, and, and we were initially going to try to do a video for this, but later we I am going to be doing a featurette video of Matt, that you're going to see his work and how he goes through his processes. Um, that is something else I'm going to be doing later with him. And uh, uh, hopefully he lets me come up and invade his space as he works. You know, some artists are weird about that. Uh, you can look over my shoulder any day, buddy. <laughs> well, man, is, you got any questions for me real quick or anything like that or, or anything you want to know before I get out of here or anything you didn't get to say? Uh, I've said that this is my side hustle, but I, I just want everyone to know that I do I fully dedicate myself to the, the clients that I take on. And uh, uh, something I think my clients can benefit from that, I'm if, especially on your, if you're on a budget – if you were to go to a, a bigger operation, you would find that you would be spending several, several hundred dollars on a corporate logo. But uh, uh, so I kind of, I'll take on any client that wants to, to come my way, but I, I kind of specialize in smaller businesses. And I've actually, I'm kind of proud. I've seemed to be uh, digging out uh, my own little niche of agriculture-based businesses. I recently did one for Sweet Home Spun, which uh, they raise their own sheep and they make uh, some really high quality yarn and uh, fabrics out of the wool. I did one for Grayling Angus Farms, and I'm actually working on one for a local farm called uh, Wright Farms. And so if you happen to be a, a farmer or an agriculture-based business and you'd like a, a logo, I'd, I'd love for you to consider me uh hired hand studios and also uh, i uh, i i've worked with the henry county public library mainly because my wife suzanne is the children and youth services librarian but i've done a lot of graphic design for them and i pride myself on that i also did a new logo for the friends of the henry county public library and uh, i really enjoy working with nonprofits and worthwhile organizations. I also did a logo for the bookstore at the Berry Center. And 
and I do offer a 10% discount to anyone that happens to be a nonprofit organization just uh, to throw that out there because I really do appreciate working with most of these organizations probably all all the ones that I have in the past but uh, uh, I just really appreciate what a lot of these uh, organizations and companies do so I am more than happy to offer that discount well man thank you so much and and like i said we'll, we'll be doing some more stuff down the road and thank you for for uh coming on the show oh thanks for having me this episode of itch your break was not a paid advertisement follow jonathan mertz on twitter at jonathan mertz that's j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n-m-e-r-t-z follow it's your break on twitter at it's your break Subscribe to the It's Your Break podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. This episode of It's Your Break was hosted, announced, engineered, edited, and produced by Jonathan Mertz. And it was recorded and produced at the Spark of Vision Studios. All sound effects and music were purchased through Sound Ideas, Pro Sound Effects, iStock, and Spark of Vision. It's Your Break is owned and distributed by Spark of Vision. Copyright It's Your Break. All rights reserved.